the boss took my name off the payroll Screw you, man Picked up my cell, rang my baby's bell Said I'm three miles from home Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show here on KALA HD2 106.1. I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, November 30th, 2023, and it has been really all week a very cold day. Uh, it's like, you know, the perfect late fall, early winter type of weather here around St. Ambrose and the Quad Cities area. Actually, I will say today hasn't been as bad as earlier on in the week, but still pretty cold considering the weather we've had in the past couple of weeks. So in this episode, it's going to be an exciting episode. There are some new sports on the year. I'm going to be talking about some sports that are wrapping up. So buckle in and get ready for this one. And to start things off this week, I am going to be talking about cross-country. Just like in the episode two weeks ago, the St. Ambrose men's cross-country team finished running for the year, but one member of the women's team was still running. Caitlin Konecki capped off her freshman season by finishing the women's 6K in a time of 24 minutes and 48 seconds, placing 234th in a race with over, two, with over 330 runners, in the NAIA National Championships from Washington. To show you how successful the freshman was this year, here's a stat. Her PR time of 23 minutes and 15 seconds earlier on in the year was the time was the fastest time, pardon me, recorded by a B freshman in SAU history. And she is the seventh ever B to receive all conference honors for women's cross country. Konecki was also the first B to make it to nationals since the 2020 season where three Bs had made it. Not only is it a huge order of congratulations to Caitlin, but also both of the entire cross country teams as both of the teams had very successful seasons, a lot of top three finishes, um, almost all of them were top five finishes. And I will say, you know, it'd be awesome to see more bees make it to the NAIA National Championships for cross country next year because I do think that there are a lot of returners for next year's seasons that will be unbelievable. And I think it's a very good chance to see the Fighting Bees make it to the National Championship, uh, maybe as a team completely, but also just bring a lot more runners into the national championship. But once again, congrats to Caitlin Konecki on her good time of 24 minutes and 48 seconds. And it's good to see that, you know, again, she placed 234th in a race that had over 330 runners. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Um, like I said, though, I think it's going to be very successful. So once more, congratulations to the cross-country team. Sticking on pace for a relative sport, the St. Ambrose track and field teams are kicking off their indoor seasons this weekend. On Saturday, the Fighting Bees will be hosting the annual Frigid Bee Invite in the Fieldhouse of the Wellness and Rec Center here on the campus of SAU. Now, the Frigid Bee Invite is almost every year, as far as I, as long as I've been here, it has been the first indoor track meet of every 
indoor season that St. Ambrose has competed in. Once again, that's at least since I've been here. And even looking back, it looks like, you know, the Frigid Bee invite has kind of been the opening meet for the indoor season, even before I got here, which is always pretty cool. It seems like, you know, maybe once will St. Ambrose travel uh, in a normal season for indoor meets just because the Fieldhouse and the WRC always does have a good amount of room and is able to hold as many people as they do. So with track and field, both of the teams had very strong seasons last year, and they are looking to obviously continue the success into this campaign. Um, You know, especially on the men's side of things, there are some people that have been lost uh, due to graduation, but at the same time, you bring a lot of good returners into this year. You know, you look at, for instance, throwing, uh, you got, or I'm sorry, for men's, or I will, excuse me once more, for the women's team, you have Anna Miller, who made it to nationals last year, and, you know, obviously she's expecting to have a very good season in indoor, so good luck to her and the other members of the women's throwing squad, but you, you've got Jonah Wilson on the men's side of things throwing who is, you know, probably the leader and the captain of the men's throw squad, at least. Um, Jonah, again, very good, has made it to nationals in the past, and I would expect him to make it again this year for indoor just because of how consistent he normally is in throwing. So very excited to see how, you know, both the throwing teams do. Uh, It felt like the throwing team on the men's side of things lost some more people than the women's team did. But out of what I've kind of come to understand is there are a lot new members on the woman's side of things. Um, I also know that some people are either battling injury or going through some other stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, both of these teams really do perform in their first indoor meet of the year. Uh, But some of the people I'm really excited to see uh, tomorrow because I will be there, or I'm sorry, this would be Saturday, is A, Will Reemsma, who has made it to nationals multiple times as a runner, but also Yemi Ward, who is one of the football players. I am 99% sure that Yemi is running again for the men's track and field team. And I do know, you know, last year Yemi broke a school record. He actually might have even broken two uh, with times running. So, A, it's cool to see that, you know, Yemi is going straight from football to track and field normally. Like I said, I'm pretty sure he is doing that again this year. But it's also just kind of cool to see, like, All right, Yemi broke some records in the past for track and field. He also broke a record this year in the football season for career touchdown receptions. So uh, just, you know, good luck to the men's and women's uh, track and field teams, I should say, because I'm very interested to see, you know, with a bit of a newer squad, how things are going to go in the first meet of the year. The next sport up is bowling, and in the wide world of St. Ambrose Bowling, the Fighting Bees men's and women's teams competed in the national match games last weekend. For the men, it was a 6th place finish out of the 27 teams competing. The Fighting Bees had an overall score of 8,759, as the top bowler for the team was junior Zach Green with a 5th place individual finish. Green bowled a tournament average of 218.8 for his scores in the five games he competed in. For the women's team, it was also a sixth-place finish out of the 18 teams competing. 
The women's team totaled a score of 7,963 as the top bowler for the team individually was Marissa Bills, who placed 10th. Bills, a sophomore out of Marion, Iowa, led the Bees with a tournament average of 192.8 in five games. Both the men's and women's bee bowling teams will finish off the 2023 year this weekend. The teams will head to Addison, Illinois for the Warhawk Open this Saturday and Sunday. You know, I will say something about this bowling team, uh, for really both men's and women's, I guess. You know, in past years, I haven't really followed bowling that much at SAU uh, because, you know, it's one of those sports that's probably lesser talked about than the others. But this year's bowling teams have been unbelievable. I mean, a lot of very high-placed finishes and a lot of just really dominant performances, especially out of the men's team, it seems like, but also for the women's team, just a lot of very good bowlers. And it makes sense. You know, uh, one of my roommates used to be on the bowling team. He's told me guys and girls who are very good. And a lot of the time that he's told me about those people, it's been really good to see because a lot of those people that have stayed on the team have been bowling well. Uh, You know, just again, looking at it outside of the past two meets or the past two tournaments, I guess I should say that the men's bowling team has competed in. Everything has been a first or a second place finish. These past two have been five and six, which are still unbelievable considering that, you know, they've placed fifth out of 44 and sixth out of 27. So it's just very cool to see that, you know, the bowling teams at St. Ambrose are doing well. Um, Out of my understanding, those have been some of the teams that, historically since they've been created have been pretty strong for St. Ambrose so it's just kind of cool to see that you know both of these teams are continuing the success that they've had overall since they began here but again both of the bowling teams will be at the Warhawk Open from Addison Illinois this Saturday and Sunday as always we wish the bees the best of luck and I will have the scores in next week's episode Now the final sport I'm going to talk about in the first half of tonight's episode is the women's volleyball team. As some may remember, the Fighting Bees women's volleyball team made it to the NAIA National Tournament, and boy, the road has been not so easy for this team. In the opening round, the Bees took on the number 16-ranked College of St. Mary's with the Bees knocking off the Flames. After taking sets 1-2 and by scores of 31-29 and 30-28, the Bees were in the driver's seat. As one might expect out of a ranked team, though, the Flames battled back and tied the game up at two sets apiece. The deciding Game 5 went the Bees' way, however, winning 15-12 and advancing to pool play. In the pool play portion of the tournament, pairings were very hard on the Bees as the Bees entered with the, at the number 24 rank out of the 24 teams competing. Pool play has already been underway as the Bees opened it off, taking on the number one seeded Northwestern Iowa. The Bees fell to Northwestern by a score of three sets to one. Going in 0-1 in pool play, the Bees had their second game, and it actually happened at 10 a.m. this morning. The Bees faced off against number 16, Bellevue, who was right in the middle of the pack, and Bellevue put the Bees in for a hard one. It was a set one victory for the Bees by a score of 25-21. to Then in set two, Bellevue jumped out to an early lead and really never looked back. 
The Bees would take set three, but Bellevue tied it up at two sets apiece after set number four, and that's what led to the, con- to the I guess, I was about to say controversial, but what I really meant to say was the all-important uh, set number five in which Bellevue sadly came out on top. With that loss against Bellevue, the Fighting Bees season has come to its end. If you're wondering what team will make it out of the pools play, uh, that will actually be decided tomorrow morning as Bellevue and Northwestern are set to play at 10 o'clock a.m. Now, what I will say about this women's volleyball team is, A, congratulations on a very strong season. You know, looking at the breakdown of the season, the Bees had gone very streaky this year, you know, they started out with a couple good wins and or they started out with a good win over Graceland, but then lost a few very tough games. And then really after that, it's just been a lot of, you know, winning some very good games and then losing a few very good games. Just looking at the schedule over right now, three straight wins and two straight losses, uh, two straight wins and three straight losses. And then they bounced back by going on a very long win streak that was made up of eight games in a row, and that was at the end of the season. Uh, And that also spanned into both the CCAC tournament play, but also the NAIA first round. So with that, we have reached the conclusion of the first half of this week's episode of Schistel Speak Sports. When I return after this station break, it's wrestling, soccer, and basketball for the Fighting Bees. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday evening. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1, your exclusive home for St. Ambrose Sports on the air. Did you know you can listen to KALA on air, online, and now on the go? Whether at this type of zoo or that one. Tune out the noise by downloading the new TuneIn app. Compatible with all types of devices, TuneIn lets you take KALA wherever you are. To download, visit TuneIn.com and search for KALA. That's TuneIn.com. I did it for my niece. Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with a whole new family, too. So I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa Kids Net at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. My mom thinks chat rooms can be so dangerous. My mom, too. But what do moms know? Yeah, my mom thinks I'm going to meet up with some weirdo who's going to, like, molest me or something. Moms are so uncool. Yeah, we're like best friends already. We have so much in common. Sports, video games, lots of stuff. So why don't we meet up at the arcade? I'll bring lots of change. Cool. Let's meet at the food court and wear our baseball caps backwards so we recognize each other. I'm not telling my folks. Me neither. Meet me at noon. McGruff, the crime dog here. When your kids chat online, they have no idea who they're talking to. Warn them that predators surf the internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the internet. Tell them to get your permission before entering a chat room or giving out any information. Tell them to never meet anyone without taking you along. For more tips, visit McGruff.org. 
an important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. Having trouble keeping up with some of your favorite sports teams? If so, tune into KALA HD2 106.1's award-winning Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ryan Tristel and David Meyer. We talk about the biggest sports stories and news, as well as give updates on scores and records from around the leagues. Unsportsmanlike Conduct is live from 7 to 9 at night on Wednesday nights. It's Unsportsmanlike Conduct on KALA HD2 106.1 on Wednesday nights from 7 to 9. Davenport and K291 BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. This is the second half of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports, and I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. It was cross-country, track and field, bowling, and volleyball in the first half of tonight's episode. Now in the back half, it's wrestling, women's soccer, and basketball. Let's jump right into it, starting things off with the SAU wrestling program. The wrestling team has competed twice since the last episode of this program, and it has seen some success. First, it was the co-invite in Cedar Rapids, where there is no team score posted, but I can tell you that some of the wrestlers for St. Ambrose found some good success across the 10 different weight brackets that they all competed in. After the co-invite, the Bees played host to Joliet Junior College from inside Lee Loman Arena. Finishing with a team score of 52-3, the Fighting Bees were victorious in dominating fashion. The Bees almost had a clean sweep, but JJC was able to escape with a win via decision in one weight class. Now, the Fighting Bee wrestling team is set to take on the Blythe Memorial Duels from Grand Rapids, Michigan, tomorrow and Saturday. Good luck to the Fighting Bees in that one. I know last year they competed in the Blythe uh, Duels, and if I remember correctly, I wish I could look it up, but my computer has been spinning Every time I've tried to look something new up in the past couple of hours because the Wi-Fi is kind of cutting it in and out on me here in the Galvin Fine Arts Center. But one thing I kind of do remember vaguely is I don't believe that the Blythe Memorial Duels was too kind to the Bees last year. And I will say this. The wrestling team started out very slow this year. However, in you know the recent past handful of uh, competitions that the Bees have wrestled in, they have definitely been able to turn it around in a positive note, so that's always good to see. But again, good luck to the Bees tomorrow and Saturday in Grand Rapids. Now for women's soccer, the Fighting Bees women's soccer team entered the national tournament riding a 12-game winning streak, but the team's appearance was short-lived. In the opening round, the Fighting Bees took on Aquinas, Michigan, who had beaten the Bees earlier in the year by a score of 4-1. to Looking for revenge were the Bees, but the dish was not served. After going down one to nothing early, Caitlin Brunson tied things up in the 28th minute. Unfortunately, Aquinas would go in the half, will go into the halftime break, pardon me, up by a score of two to one. And the Aquinas team would tack on a third goal in the second half, knocking off the Bees three to one. 
even though the national tournament life was short-lived for the Bees, there is so much for this team to hold their heads high on. The team was incredible throughout the whole year, and capping things off on a 12-game winning streak was so much fun, especially to broadcast a lot of those games in the conference tournament. Also, it's the first time the Bees have won two conference titles in the same season, so I'm super excited for next year's team. You know, this senior class might not have finished the season exactly how they wanted to, but it's definitely a great last season for them. Uh, A big congratulations is in order for the Fighting Bees, because like I said, it's been an unbelievable season. A lot of dominating wins. I want to say their biggest win came by a score of like 11-1, to and 11 is just unheard of in soccer, so... I I mean, I am so confident heading forward with John Mantle and his coaching staff for this women's soccer team. Uh, you know, Coach Mantle has been here since I want to say it's 2003, and he has found a lot of success. He's led the Bees to the national tournament multiple times. He's led them to multiple conference tournament wins, conference championship wins in the regular season. So I definitely think this is one of those sports that has the brightest future at St. Ambrose because it is just constant success after success for this team. And like I said, I think winning two conference tournament uh, titles or just two conference titles, I guess I should say in the same season, I I feel like that's one of those things that would be rather unheard of um, in the CCAC, just because there are so many very good teams, you know, between Roosevelt and St. Ambrose, uh, Olivet Nazarene, St. Xavier, and all the other teams that I didn't even get a chance to name. I think that a lot of these teams are going to be very successful in the upcoming seasons, and they played the Bees well, but hopefully the Bees are able to continue their domination over the rest of the conference and make their way back to the national tournament next year. Now the final sport I have to talk about is Fighting Bee Basketball, where both teams have been busy in the past two weeks. Let's start off talking about this men's team. The Fighting Bees men's team has played three games in the past two weeks, going 2-1. First, the Bees beat Holy Cross 76-63. Then, in a double overtime thriller, the Fighting Bees beat the St. Francis of Illinois Fighting Saints by a score of 70-68. In that one, the best bee of the game was Ignacio DeCunda, who recorded 11 points, 12 rebounds, an assist, and a block. Most recently, the Fighting Bees fell to the number 15th-ranked Olivet Nazarene Tigers by a score of 85-70 to on the road. The Bees now sit at 5-3 overall and 2-1 in the CCAC. They have one game this week as they'll take on Missouri Baptist Wednesday night here from Lee Loman Arena on the campus of St. Ambrose University. Now, it's funny, I was kind of talking to a couple players, joking around with a lot of players, uh, you know, the Bees sit at 5-3. and three. Last year, this Fighting Bees men's team won a total of five games. So already, they have made some very nice improvements. Um, I would be unbelievably shocked if the Fighting Bees don't win another game this year as I will uh, knock on a little bit of wood. Hopefully, I ain't just jinx them. But this Fighting Bees men's team, I will say, has been very fun to watch. Uh, whether it be via live stream or just kind of, you know, as a fan in the stadium. We haven't gotten a chance to broadcast any of the men's basketball team games yet this year, but hopefully that will change whether it be this semester or next semester. This semester would be hard because that game against Missouri Baptist is the only game uh, until finals week, so 
that's going to be hard. But hopefully next semester we can get some St. Ambrose men's basketball on the air. Uh, good luck to the Bees against Missouri Baptist and kind of keep those winning ways going. For the women's team, the slow start has continued, unfortunately. The Bees went 0-2 on the week, first losing to St. Francis by a score of 68-60. to And then just yesterday, the Fighting Bees fell to Olivet Nazarene by a score of 105-71. to Now, I will say the Olivet Nazarene Tigers women's basketball team is very good. They've been very good in past years. They're going to be very good again this year. Olivet is one of those teams, they'll put five players out on the court and then they will very quickly take those five off and put a new five on to keep their legs uh, nice and fresh. It feels like you know every time that we place uh, Olivet Nazarene in women's basketball, almost every player on Olivet's roster gets in the game. Looking individually at the Fighting Bees, three starters reached double digits in terms of points, which Caitlin Thole had 13, Ariel King had 12, and then my B of the game, Abby Walter, had 22. Walter had 22 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals, and a block. Unfortunately, she also did have 5 turnovers and 1 personal foul. But overall, she shot 9 of 15 from the field and 4 of 10 from the free throw line. As a team, the Fighting Bees shot 49% from the field, 25% from beyond the arc, and 47% from the line. Uh, One thing I will say, I think that free throw number has to go up a lot. Uh, Only shooting 47% from the free throw stripe. It's called the charity stripe for a reason. you got to be making those free throws. But again, it is the early season, and there is a new coach, so hopefully the Bees can bring that number up. Also, you know, I I feel like St. Ambrose, both the men's and women's team, kind of rely on the three-point ball a lot. They only shot it 12 times against Olivet Nazarene, but... If you're going to shoot the three-point ball, I feel like you got to get that number up above 25% from beyond the arc. And I feel like you definitely have to try to get that team uh, percentage of 49% up from overall field goal percentage. Um, They went 29 of 59 from the field in total. So I'd definitely like to see those numbers go up. And it's it's definitely hard. I'd also like to see defense kind of step up a bit more for the Fighting Bees. You know, going into the halftime break, the Bees had 30 points. But the Tigers already had 63. Uh, The Tigers scored 31 in the first quarter and 32 in the second quarter. So I would just say, you know, if you're the Fighting Bees, don't get your heads down. It's still very early in the season. And you still have a lot of basketball left to play. You know, you're 0-2 in the conference, 0-4 overall. Zach Exame, the head coach of the Fighting Bees, is still looking for his first win as the leader of the Fighting Bees, but I definitely think this is a team that if they turn it around, they'll be able to get hot. Looking at what's coming up this week for the Bees, they will travel to Holy Cross for a noon tip-off on Saturday in the McKenna Arena in Notre Dame, Indiana. After that, it's a road date Wednesday night against the College of the Ozarks at Point Lookout, Missouri. Good luck to both of the Fighting Bees basketball teams in their matchups this week. I'll have the scores and stats in next week's episode. That's going to do it for the final November episode of Schistel Speak Sports. As always, you can find past episodes of this show on KALA streaming services such as Spotify. Just look up Schistel Speak Sports or KALA-FM. 
when I return next week, I'll make sure to have as many scores and stats for the upcoming games, tournaments, meets, whatever you want to call them, as I discussed in tonight's episode. As some of our Fighting Bees sports are ending their 2023 campaigns, it's been really fun to cover you all, and I can't wait for next year. For the sports still in play, let's keep the action going. Once again, you've been listening to Schistel Speak Sports, the St. Ambrose University sports radio show on KALA HD2 106.1, and I've been your host, Ryan Schistel. I'll be back next week with more Fighting Bee Athletics, but for the rest of your night, have a great rest of your night, Bee fans, and as always, go Bees. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire.